Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 55th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse, 20th Anniversary Edition. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora Two Hearts. She is an Arun in the Geta Fenris. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle. He's 19, a Philodox, and has found his purpose with the Garu. He's known as Guards the Low, Child of Gaia. Hi, I'm George. I play Roy, also known as Mindscape. He is a Ragabosh with the Stargazers. Hi, I'm Jade. I play Morgan Bloodsinger Trevor Lane. She is a Galliard of Fiana. Hello, I'm Adam, and I play Mark Guides the Fallen. He is a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, also in Speaks of Sweet Whispers. He is a third of the Silent Striders. Last time, you had done a valiant rescue of Mark Guides the Fallen, as well as... For a friend of yours known as Titus, and a new Garu named Francis Ten Thousand Eyes, you have been traveling through the Umbra all the way to Denver to reach the Sept of the Steel Mountain once again. You travel via the Umbra, which allows the Howls to be safe in this place. And you announce your presence as you get a receiving howl from the warder. You are greeted by Angela Ironwinter. As she looks over you, a bit confused, and her eyes widen when she notices when she notices uh, 10,000 eyes as she goes, 10? You're alive? Yeah, it's been a been a while. They uh, they saved me. I want to fucking lie down. Come on in. I think you all have a bit of explaining to do. Yeah, a lot. Could Thank you me. have some clothes ready for us too? We can work on that. Who the fuck is this guy? This is Mark. He is part of our pack. Hmm. All right. Welcome. Greetings. Come on in. All right. Um. Go this way. We'll get you some clothes. Uh, they'll have to be on. The, we'll have to give them to you and bind them on the other side. But for now, whatever. I. I'd like to know where you found him. Why the hell you're back up here? And what's the issue? Those are the least of our problems right now, Mark. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go talk. Sure. Uh, I'll get leads of steel. Uh, as you guys enter kind of the... You guys pass back into the physical world as they give you some clothes and bind them to you. They're a bit nicer than what you're used to. Mm. Ooh. Thanks. Out of character, do we have a choice on what they look like? No. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty preppy. As you're all sitting down, leads of steel and eyes to the heavens arrives with with the warder. As she sits down, as she goes, okay. So let's let's hear what's up. Uh, Mark will begin. I'm sorry, she's not the warder. Anyway. Iron Winter's there, oh. and then the Warder also arrives, who is Blood of the Machine. Ooh. 
Uh, but Guides of Fallen will begin uh, recounting his experience when he was trapped. And as he was tortured, experimented on the psychotherapy he endured through Appleton and how much they know and how, and he needed and Mark needed to be truthful and how he needed to dodge breaking the litany and it's kind of a gray area and he leaves them to judge they look concerned as they talk back and forth <sighs> and you're sure that it was the weaver there wasn't any wormish influence no, I couldn't see any sort of worm influence. It was all Weaver. I tried contacting any spirits, but the spirits I mostly contacted were Weaver spirits. I see. This is what happens when she doesn't have us to guide her. Anyway, as you see, when you hear that, Iron, uh, Iron Winter nods, Lisa Steel nods, to what blood, blood of the Machine says, but Eyes of the Mountain kind of, uh, or I'm sorry, um, Eyes of the Heavens looks over to them and kind of has this look of, you fucking serious? This makes Fights on Rooftop's plan even more concerning to me. But we thank you for the information. I think we'll get some of our own to look into it. You said the doctor's name was Appleton? That's correct. And I was able to garnish some information from a weaver spirit. Had to do a little trickery in their protocol, I guess. I don't know how the weaver works. But I found out she lives in Boulder somewhere. Alright. Then I think... We're going to have some packs sniff around, especially while the worm, worm foe is away. I, I think that's for the best. As you see this kind of cold, calculating sort of just veil fall upon Eyes to Heaven's face as she, she kind of has this dead serious look. Let me give warning. She is a very, very zealous woman. She is all about science and facts. Claws speak their own facts. Let us see if her flesh can refute them. Memories of the times of torture, memories of the constant mental games and the psycho circus that he went through. Endless nights of endless of endless no sleep. And Mark kind of smirks and says. Maybe that is the language she, that needs to be spoken to her. We'll do what we can to draw out the names of any of the other main scientists. Kneecap this perverse experimentation. As All for the protection of the nation. As Leeds of Steel goes, hold on a minute. I agree that we need to take care of this and patch up the veil, but... This, Leeds of Steel, is not a discussion for outsiders. They are friends of the Sept but I do not wish to burden them more with your indecisiveness. It is the Stargazer way to watch and weigh the options, and the scales have been weighed. That is my judgment. Or did you forget that you acted rashly and killed a kin? This is not rash. 
This is the hunt and cutting the bitch spider's threads. As she turns and her face kind of warms a bit, will you all be needing to use the moon bridge? We would be more than happy to try and slow, uh, speed up your journey home. That would be very much appreciated. Thank you. So be it. We will open it up. Thank you all for bringing this information. As she actually opens her arms and gives you all a brief hug, a couple nice firm pats on the back. Well, like, tap a little bit, a little bit wary, like, mm, weird, but okay. <laughs> I'll take the fucking hug. Yeah, it's, it's been so long since Mark's had a tenderly hand, just a tenderly gesture towards him, so he kind of, like, probably almost picks her up in, in, in the hug. And or, or she, she goes, or uh, as she goes, oh, uh, do any of you want a to go to to go cup for anything? Coffee, tea, tea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, yes, sir. T- tea, tea would be tea would be wonderful. Thank you. Without uh, hesitation. <laughs> and who are you two? That's right. You two haven't met. This is Morgan. Uh, she's also part of the Infernal Alphas. Hello. And, and I don't believe I've met you. Who are you? Oh, that's right. We only spoke briefly in the the corridors. I am Roy. Uh, You can call me Roy or Mindscape. Either or. Mm, Well, it's just always nice to meet fellow Garo. Thank you for rescuing me. It's my pleasure. Uh, Our pleasure. I mean, it wasn't the intended purpose, but you know. You were there, so. (laughs) I like you. Thanks. Everyone likes me. Well, You're all supposed to agree with me, guys. Jeez. I, I thought I thought the silence was us agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> solemn head, solemn off-frame like head shakes. <laughs> well, this is this is disappointing. I have read the room completely incorrectly. Uh, so, with about cup of tea, uh, where can one procure said cup of tea? I think Same they've already room. gone to get it. Same break room. We're we're getting it ready. Do you want? I, I assume you want a grande. Why are we putting sizes on tea? Because it's a to-go cup. <laughs> oh. It, is it in a thermos too to keep it hot? You're, you're let's taking be real. A, you're taking a moon bridge. You'll be oh. back in Colorado Springs in less than a few minutes. Oh, and I guess if it's in a to-go cup, yeah, give me give me the largest cup you have. All right. As they get you the largest cup, as you go through the heart of the Karen and end up back in the Zen room. As they open up the moon bridge and you launch back to the Sept of the Sacred Stone, finally. Finally. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna have to get new clothes. As he start, as Mark pulls at the collared polo, very preppy look. <laughs> I don't like the way this looks on me. You look lovely. Don't worry about it. You look dignified. You look like a nerd. Yeah, I agree. You you do look like a you, you look like a nerd. With that, you guys have about seven days to calm yourselves and recollect. Uh, let's roll a single d10 to determine what your starter rage is. You've also regained all spent gnosis and willpower in this time. So a single d10 that'll be what your temp rage is going forward. Ooh, there's some calm and some 
angry people with Cora walking that middle path. <laughs> well, sucks because I still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven from last time. So, so that oh, drops it. So it drops to five. That's that's the oh, new does it? Okay. Oh, yeah, this is Lord. Oh, I think you have a right. You have a right. You've been been trapped. You've been naked. You've been called a nerd. I mean... Yeah. It's true. Okay, so I'm going to go down and just have you guys kind of give a brief explanation of what you've been doing for a week. If there's anything that requires kind of a deeper role play, then we will do that. But overall, just give me kind of a brief description of what you're doing to recoup yourself, things like that. Over this week. So we'll start with Roy. Uh, what were you doing over this past week? Um, I think the first day or two would just be to, you know, sit back, relax, maybe do some meditation in um, the meditation room. Uh, well, maybe the you're third. back at, There's no med- meditation room here in Sa- Sacred Zone. There's the mountain stuff now. You're outside. You're out of the steel oh, okay. mountain. Well, even better. I can just meditate in the outside, get in okay. touch with nature. Uh, maybe the third or fourth day, uh, do a, a hunt to recover some gnosis and, you know, just feed myself and possibly the pack if they all want to join. Maybe okay. do something with uh, the Fremori's Bane as well. Maybe even get with Korra and try and learn a bit more of the get just so that way I can continue to bridge that gap. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Okay. Yeah, so you guys uh do do you guys agree for the hunt during his timetable? Yeah, that sounds uh, good. That okay. sounds good. That kinda incorporated like uh, when he gets to my turn I'll I'll explain. Okay. And that uh that'll explain why you guys are at full gnosis during this time skip. Alright, and uh we'll go into detail with Cora and Roy in just a moment on their talk about the get, but Cora, what are kind of your plans over this week? What is what was Cora doing? Um, I feel like she would should take uh, Mark and go um, visit uh, Fury Song's grave and or her stone rather. Um, she wants to check in on. The vampire. Situation. Problem. Mm-hmm. Situation. Thank you for that word. She wants to check in on the vampire situation. Um, other than that, she, she just wants to rest. She wants to, like, just take a little bit to recoup because it's been all go for such a long time. Yeah. Uh, you do find out that. There hasn't been any new news. Uh, whatever happened, they haven't been draining people dry, so it's much harder to find mm. anything currently. How about okay. how about Morgan? What was she doing over the week? So, in in the week that uh, Morgan has off, uh, copious amounts of tea consumed, bacon, um, occasional afternoon tea with uh, with scones. Uh, you know, like proper high tea. Um, she's been and had a she's been had a massa. She's been playing a guitar. She wrote a new song. Uh, she kind of 
she she went on the hunt, but it was kind of like a if I really must go on the hunt because it's team bonding. Woohoo! Then she goes. She's not really enjoying it, but she's doing it to seem like a team player because everyone keeps yelling at her that she's not a team player. <laughs> so she goes. She does the hunt. Uh, she writes a she writes a song about the hunt. Um, and yeah, she, she's generally having a lot of R&R. She doesn't really want to get massively involved, uh, in anything that is heavily guru because she, she's just so burnt out from having to do so much of it recently. Um, and considering she's like sticking a toe into the lake essentially and, and kind of like, do I really want to go into this? Do I kind of want to back out? I don't know. Um, having so much thrust upon her recently, she's, she's kind of like, I'm gonna have a week where there is no guru stuff involved, bar the hunt, because otherwise she'll just get yelled at by, uh, Roy. And, uh, she can't be bothered with that. Fair. How about Kyle? Uh, Kyle is gonna participate in most of the group activity stuff. Um, probably visit Bear at least once. Okay. And otherwise... Spend time with Steven and Regender, if possible. Sounds good. That happens. You get some R&R with them. We'll go into details on a couple bits here with you as well. And how about Guides the Fallen? Well, he definitely needs some well-deserved rest, like literal sleep and meals. So I think the first day he's going to just eat and sleep pretty much and whoever's curious and whoever would like to know he'll gladly like recount the story he'll even talk about his spirit journey that he had with uh anyone that would listen he really wants to reconnect with his pack it's been so long and he wants to you know see the friends that they made along and it's good to see zeb too then like day two we'll be kind of like prepping maybe seeing what he can do around the uh, sept to help them in thanks for, because this is like the third time now this sept has helped him. So okay. he really feels he needs to help them. And then uh, day three, definitely. What is it? Yeah. Day three's the hunt. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So three day four, three, yeah. he, de he definitely wants to participate in the hunt and uh, he wants to maybe go a little of the extra mile so that he can help like increase stores for everybody okay this is more of a spirit hunt so they basically bound a spirit into an animal hunted the animal and ate the spiritual flesh with the regular flesh oh okay then and that's how yeah, you got all your noses back okay sweet we will just do that then and then he definitely wants better clothes i kind of want him to be kind of kind of like that modern woodsman look i guess yeah i mean he goes shopping we got it yep <laughs> Borrow some Go money shopping. from Kyle. <laughs> yep. And then uh, pretty much prep for... and He wants to prep and talk about his... He wants to take his uh, trip back to his home sept and take time for himself. He's been through a lot. And he feels with his 16th coming up, he wants to take some time for himself and really reconnect with his sept. Okay. And finally, Zeb. All right, let's try it like this. Better? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, and before we get to Zeb, I, he wants to extend the invitation of coming back to his sept for some relaxation time to anybody that would want to come with him. All right. 
Christ. So a lot of a lot of this stuff's going to be observance for Zeb because he didn't know their former packmate that fell. He hears about this story and the recounting. Some of it's just being on the periphery. You know, he'll go to visit her memorial stone. He'll go to kind of listen to you know them talk. A lot of kind of fly on the wall um, and certainly participate in summoning for the hunt. Um, when it comes to Mark specifically. So we'll kind of start with like talking like more mundane stuff because I'll know that he has told the story of the experiment uh, experience quite a few times. So instead of it'll be, hey, my sister wrote me a letter from the farm, told me about this. He'll give Mark like his extra beat up feed co-op hat that he carries around to give him a little bit more credibility as he gets new threads. Um, and then, you know, be willing to talk kind of the deeper experience, experience that both you know, both Mark experienced and, and certainly core for the short amount of time, um, knowing that, hey, maybe, you know, again, they haven't spoken much. Um, so Mark might get the more familiar, um, the familiar extension, but with Cora, still kind of a civil caring one, looking in on someone that he's now known. Um, and then probably talking a little bit more with Roy, truthfully, on some of his philosophy um, when it comes down to this. So that's all pretty RP heavy. I'm tracking. Um, but those would be kind of the big ticket pieces. Okay. We will start with Roy and Cora. It's been a couple days. You're kind of refreshing. The sept is huge. It's acres of wilderness. And while part of the wilderness is broken up by roads and some ranch buildings and visitor centers, as you move further back, it turns into rolling mountains that gaze upon the rusted pillars of stone that rise up above the earth in a magnificent crown that adorns the horizon. As you come out of a meditative trance, Roy, you start walking the lands and you notice Cora doing the same, kind of absorbing the nature and the wind and the greens of this place. Even the burn scars from years past have begun to see green returning. Um, I was out here meditating. They don't have a meditation room, and honestly, I could do to get out more, uh, enjoy nature, and this is some great land. And we don't have much indoors <laughs> here. Uh, no, this is perfect place to do your meditations and, and get closer to Gaia and the wild. That it is. I'm starting to understand more and more how fucked this world is. Not just the physical, but also the umbral, just due to the un the terrible balance that it's all in. Yeah, that's the problem. There's so much unbalanced because of um, because of the worm and that's why the get are so fervent that's <laughs> our duty it's our duty to destroy the worm it'll bring balance back out of character isn't the worm uh... well destroy the worm in its current state I guess well I was just gonna ask isn't the worm uh, kind of stolen by the weaver it's trapped by the weaver and it changed from balance to corruption in Garu lore, in mythology. Okay. So you're not fighting the worm itself, you're fighting the corrupted worm. It's, yeah, the corruption. We well, need to bring the balance back. 
to do that, you shouldn't be fighting the worm itself. You should be fighting the weaver. Do you not think so? Bring I'm, back the, the worm. You bring you get rid of the corruption. I'm shocked to hear you say that. After these last couple of weeks, watching the worm tear apart what I hold dear, uh, just in a methodical, un, unemotional approach, just gets me. Well, the weaver is methodical and unemotional. I, I understand. It's very machine-like, very logic-based. But watching them do that to the closest things that I can call family, and not just family, but just the way of life has opened my eyes, expanded my, my view of what I see, and I just can't sit by and watch them do that without, or while still think keeping them in higher regards than I should. It, you, what you're saying does make sense. If you uh, destroy what caused the, the corruption, then wouldn't things go back to normal? But the problem comes when we're expecting... Ragnarok will be brought on by the worm. The end of the world will be brought on by the worm. And that's what we are trying to, if not prevent, then win, if that makes sense. That's why we are so fervent. That's why it's our duty to, if we cannot make Ragnarok stop, if we cannot defeat the worm before, um, before the, before he brings Ragnarok upon us, then we need to destroy his, um, his physical form during Ragnarok. And that will bring the balance back. How do you know it's not the current worm and versus the old or new new worm what makes you certain that it's one of these that's going to bring bring up upon ragnarok there's and only if, one worm but the current worm supposedly brings a brings the destruction of the world but if there's no world to destroy weaver takes control then i don't know i i think that you you might look at this too narrowly. Have you heard the prophecy of Phoenix? I don't think I have. Not the, not in great lengths anyway. If I have, why don't you take a seat? Silence Trader had a prophecy, and he said Phoenix took me, carried me in his claws high above the world, so that I could see beyond tomorrow. And I looked, I beheld the future. I saw the decimation of our kin, hunted beyond hunting, death beyond death, to the last one. There were no more children or grandchildren or fathers or mothers. This was the first sign Phoenix gave to me, that the children of the weaver, the humans, would give us the Garu. And I looked and I beheld the future. I saw the children of the weaver birthing, a great tide of humans rising. I saw more and more until Gaia groaned at heavy having to carry them all. 
their houses overrunning, their rates raping, their hands clawing at the parched earth, trying to feed from her. This was the second sign of the last days that Phoenix showed me that the humans would do. I looked again. I beheld the third sign. So many. So many children. So many humans. And they all fell against each other, one to one. And the worm brought forth corruption and gave each a measure. And the strange fire I saw, out of control, the great plume rising over the wilderness, spreading death wherever it shone in the dark and cold land. And I heard the agony of the seas as she keened, for some drunken fool had poured a lake of black death out upon her. Behind Cora, you do notice the coal power plant billowing its smoke into the skies, marring the cold blue skies of Colorado Springs with its white and gray plumes. I turned my head away in disgust, but I could not help but look again, and I beheld the fourth sign. The worm grew powerful. Its wings fanned the breezes of decay. It spread its diseases and they were horrible. The herd became afflicted with diseases of the head and the blood. Children were born twisted. Animals fell sick and no one could cure them. In these final days, even the warriors of Gaia could not escape the pl uh, palsied talons of the sickness, bring uh, sickness bringing death bird. A tear in my eye, I looked again, and the phoenix showed me the fifth sign. I saw other plumes rising like death spears towards the beautiful sky, piercing it like father's son burn and parch into Gaia. The air grew hot. Even in the darkness of winter, it was warm. The plants withered in the sun. A cry of pain and disease arose from the dying forest as one of the relations cried tears of mourning. And as though the veil were torn, the sixth sign showed itself to me. In these last days, Gaia shakes in rage. Fire boils from the depths, ash shrouds the sky. The worm sulks in the shadows made by these and rears to strike. The old ones are gone. The guardians of the pathways and the crossroads are finished. In these final days, the sixth sign will make itself known in the packs that form. Each pack will have unto itself a quest, a sacred journey it must perform. Such is the will of Gaia. And I saw the sky turn black and the moon was blood. And the seventh sign I glimpsed, though I could not look at on it in full, but its heat I could feel. Ragnarok. The final days of the world, the moon was swallowed by the sun and it burned in his belly. Unholy fires fell to the ground, burning us all, twisting us and making us vomit blood. The worm had made itself manifest in the towers and the rivers and the air and the land. And everywhere its children ran rampant, devouring, destroying, calling down curses of every kind. And the herd ran in fear. The dark ones, children of the worm, crawled from their caves and walked in the streets in daylight. I turned my head from the sight. Phoenix told me, this is as it shall be, not as it should. Phoenix left me then. Now I cannot dream. I can only remember the signs, each one in perfect detail. These are the last days. May Gaia have mercy on us. And, but now, we turn to Morgan, as you are at a nice little local venue having brunch. Plates full of bacon and some tea. This sounds like heaven. I'm never leaving. Uh, you're at the brunch, and this kind of big like bear of a man kind of 
approaches you. His face seems kind of familiar, but you can't really place your finger on it. And he goes, that your guitar? He's got a thick accent, similar to your, to your own, though I won't be using it. Yes, that is my guitar. Uh, it's, it's sat next to me, so, you know, going, going off the fact that it's next to me, I, I thought it would have been obvious that was mine. Yeah, I don't know, you could have stolen it, who knows. <laughs> I mean, even if I'd stolen it, I would still say it was mine. Fair I'm enough. I'm gonna come out and say, yeah, I stole it. So, uh, you play any of the local venues? Uh, I've not really had a chance since I, uh, since I got here. Uh, I only got here recently, and, uh, to be honest, this was the first thing I needed to do. Because oh. I, am um, starving. Oh, I, I totally understand. Hey, um, uh, fellow Brit here, what brings you all the way out here into the, you know, middle of the trader country? Sleep, you know, traveling, seeing the world, playing some songs, telling some stories. Yeah, the, the the usual British thing to do when you're taking, you know, like a ten-year uh, gap year. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, there's an open mic night letting people play, play, get some, get some local fans. I was gonna hit up that way too. Uh, you think about uh, what is it the kids call it? Jamming later tonight. Uh, I don't have any plans, so yeah, jamming sounds great. It's been a while since I jammed. Awesome. Hey. Nice to meet you. My name's Talison. <laughs> nice to meet you, Talison. Uh, I'm uh, Morgan. Nice to meet you, Morgan. Great name. Thanks. It's uh, it's a family family tradition. Is it? Yeah, you know, being British and uh, Knights of the Round Table, King Arthur. They wanted to call me Morgana, but uh, you know, my uh, my mom said no. So, got it. Got Morgan instead. Gotcha. No, I'm the. Uh... I'm the third son, so they didn't really put much thought into my name. Uh, that, that sucks. I'm the second child. Uh, I'm the better child, in my opinion. But my father and brother would probably argue otherwise that he is definitely more successful. Well, it certainly sounds like we have a lot in common, then. Yeah, we're both disappointments to our family, right? Yep, always. Man, it's the way to live. Well, I'll see you tonight, as he gives you kind of a peace sign and walks out. Yeah, I'll catch you later, Tarzan. All right, giving giving Jade some fun time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> With a sneaking trap. Nah. The honey pot. <laughs> all along. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, Zeb, you're kind of doing your thing, you know, asking around, hearing about the stories of. Fury song, hearing some of the local stories here. Uh, but one night, about the third night you're here, after the hunt and your gnosis is restored and you feel once again a connection to Gaia, as you rest, you feel your soul picked up gently by the claws of Owl as you are drifting off into a dream. And you find yourself on a dusty gray shore with a huge, that hugs a huge and inky black sea. You hear a great storm rumbling on the horizon as Owl turns and looks at you and nods. Randall, why do you show me this darkness and this despair? As it points further and you see the storm over the horizon as it seems to be consuming the islands in the inky sea, 
raging outward as the winds kind of hit you. Um, Owl, as you ask your question, Owl simply takes its talon and points to you. Points. And you see a trail of skulls and silver leading to a cave. The ocean gone. The wind hits me. Is there a smell? There's like, 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 like a palpable scent also? Yeah, it's a, it's a smell of dust of the ages. You smell time itself mixed in with grains of nothing. I'll look to the trail that Owl's pointed to and, and make my way along it. You move along the trail as you see it open up into a cave and you hear a bird screaming in agony deep within. It, I mean, large, my, I'm, I'm guessing I'm a tiny little person inside a pretty massive mall of a cave. I'll, yeah. I'll keep going toward that sound yeah. if I can figure it out. You go into the cave and you see this whippoorwool, ghostly whippoorwool surrounded by three ghostly lions. Their claws rending its feathers and flesh and underneath it you see white fur being re- revealed as the creature seems to writhe in agony as the lions look at you. Their eyes seem to just burn at you. You vanish, and you see rivers of blood and a great beast flying away, though you cannot make, make it out. And the eyes of a great spirit seem to open. The eyes emanate a cold blue light, and its metallic body grinds and shifts as it seems to awaken. As it looks at you, and you notice the image of Roy drifting away from it as the the strange spirit is reaching out for him still, though it seems to go through his finger, the spirit's fingertips as he vanishes away from it. As it looks at you and you hear the metallic screech of a roar, the roar strikes you and you find yourself back at the sacred stone. It's winter covers the land and the sky is endlessly gray, the wind painfully still. And you hear the howl of a, of a cub. I'll move toward it if I can. You keep moving towards it. It howls in agony, in sadness, as if no one's coming for it, as if it's abandoned. You keep going as it continues to howl. As you arrive, you see a baby Krinos in a pool of blood in the snow. I'll go toward it. As it l- looks up at you, this. Krinos child is odd. I'll put my hands out, Keegan, as if to, to gesture that I'm going to pick him up, pick it up. The creature kind of holds out its arms. It looks at you. It seems to struggle only a little bit as you pick it up from the blood-drenched snow. And as you pick it up, the sky fills with a crimson light. I take kind of a look around us as I'm holding, holding the little guy, or gal, holding the little Krinos. As you hold the little Krinos to you, all you hear before you awaken is the desperate one. And you awaken in the morning. All right. All right. Kyle, you're hanging out with Steven. Uh, They've done pretty well with the homeless populations, kind of getting them... uh, kind of dispersed, I guess, is a good way of putting it. Steven goes, as he, he's just kind of laughing as he's got, you know, a beer as he clinks with you, and he goes, 
Oh God, it's a bear! <laughs> oh, uh, quick thinking, bud. I'm just glad that it all worked out. Me For too. Them, at the very least. Same here, man. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, Carmen's not too happy with me, though. No, I imagine not. Eh, well, you know, she not be a cop. But she helps us on the inside. I can't give her too much shit. No, no, I I get it. It's you know he had no reason to start tearing down that guy's tent. He was packing it up. No, I know, I know. But you know what? We got it kind of uh, resolved, and that one cop seems sweet on you now. He's helped you out a couple times. Uh, helped you out with that that sandwich incident to, uh, yesterday. Yeah, him and uh, I. I guess now that's a uh, two or three in yeah. Colorado Springs, at least. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool, man. Anyway, uh, you you talk with your gender yet? Uh, no, no, not yet. Um, I was hoping to do that, well, probably today, I think. Okay. Yeah, here. I had, uh, I had planned to do it before we had left for Boulder, but, you know, wasn't expecting to go to Boulder. <laughs> no one expects to go to Boulder, man. <laughs> Just happens. I guess so. <laughs> hey, I'll walk with you back to the Sept. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. And so, real quick, um, Mark? Yes? You're kind of collecting yourself, so to speak. Uh, what was, uh, remind me, what was one of the things you wanted to do? Wanted to change clothes, wanted to... Done? Okay, done. Yep, all right. Then, uh, what else? So it was really trying to reconnect with Cora uh, and Kyle. So, right. so if anything, maybe instead of trying to pack so much, I remember I just gave you like a big list of what yeah. you wanted to do. Yep. So um, we'll have um, so we'll get, we'll have you talking with Cora and Kyle in just a second, then, because that's I just wanted to know the the top priority one to get you a little. But uh, you you get your clothes, you get uh, some time with Zeb. Actually, we'll do that. So. Mark, you've been kind of hanging about, recollecting yourself, getting some meditation in. You know, you've just kind of performed the hunt, and you notice Zeb coming over, and he looks kind of tired, even though when you saw him last night, he was out like a light. Whispers, you look, well, tired. You know the theurge life, my friend. Prophetic dreams, visions of spirits granted. Benefits of... Born, being born under the crescent moon, I guess. I suppose. How are you? I don't know. I really don't. I'll give you a. I'll give you something to connect you with part of uh, part of your life. This is my spare hat, so don't lose it. This ball cap's from a co-op that my sister owns and runs. About this time of year is birthing season for baby goats, so if you happen to make it out east. You can uh, pet baby goats anytime you like. Just tell her I uh, I sent you out that way. <laughs> Something fun to do outside of uh, you know killing the den, the, the worm, uh, wherever it dwells, wherever it breeds, bringing enlightenment to the masses. You know, experiencing the visions of Gaia, all those other things. Hmm. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. He'll uh, take the hat and he'll kind of put it on. Mark's hair has been getting kind of long, so he had to. Slick it back a little bit. Thanks, Zeb. 
really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. It's hard, man. I mean, look, you came back. Remember that. They tried to take a lot away from you, but they didn't. This is... This is part of this life. Kind of had to tell something Roy the same. Our story is one of tragedy a lot of times, right? This is still a victory because you made it. You're not there anymore. That's something to hang on to if we don't have much else. Definitely encouraging words, but saw things in there. I saw things in their whispers. Whether it was real, whether it was just sleep-deprived hallucination or spiritual hallucination, I saw things. I saw mocking spirits, mocking Garu, judging. I saw a fanaticism in humanity. Fanaticism. Huh. Respectable of the Red Talons. It's a lot to bear. And Mark will start to tear up a little bit. And Appleton's words of, Don't you just want to be normal? Don't you just want a normal life? Don't you just want to play video games? He flashes back and he starts to tear up, tear up more. And he looks at Whispers and he says, My faith has been shaken, brother. It's shaken, but it's not, it's not gone. Mark, you still reached out to a spirit in our way to go and find your friends because you believed they were going to come for you and they did. No one's ever going to be able to experience what you experienced on that level except for the other two that were there and Cora for the short time of what she saw a glimpse of, I'm sure. I can only imagine that. And hey, Mark, you know the nation. It's like a competition of tragedy amongst them. But... True. I will never discount this, and I can never, I can never experience what you did, but I'm dealt with it. Remember, you made it, and that says a lot about you, and that says a lot about your faith. You know, only fools go out there to hear what they already know. You heard a lot of terrible things, but remember too that there's a little bit of triumph. And again, pain's not gonna go. And I told the same thing to Roy. That makes us who we are. We carry it. We carry it in our packs forever. But I bet you it makes you a better guru that you never thought you could have been. And and God, I only know I would never wish it upon anyone that you had to go through. But but you made it. So let your faith be shaken all day. But you kept it. And yours means a lot more than those people that are that are paying lip service to something they barely understand to, to conform or to rob people of their individuality to die away and part of normal. And what what does that even mean anyway? We haven't seen normal in a very long time. I'm pretty sure that cleaving people in half with large magical blades and, and talking to spirits became my normal a long time ago. I don't know if I remember the last time I went to a grocery store. Uh, maybe that's relative. Maybe they just, maybe they're wrong and they are, but don't let them get to you like that. And I know that's easy to say. And I know it's in me a long time to heal that, but, but you made it, Mark. Just remember that you made it and your friends came for you when you needed them. Mark will start rubbing tears from his eyes. Thanks, Whispers. I really needed to hear that. Well, I, I, I know curiosity. I imagine you've had a, a long line of people wanting to hear the story of all the horrors. Saw the aftermath of what it did to my friend here. He'll put his hand on your shoulder. Again, any time. But we can talk about other things, too. I'd probably contact my sister more. We can talk about just dumb farm stuff any time you like. This is heavy stuff. Anytime you want to talk about it more, you let me know. And so we go back to Kyle real quick. Kyle, you see where gender 
uh, getting some stuff done as he goes, Ah, Kyle. Steven? Staying out of trouble, I hope. Steven goes, Ah, I'm gonna go. (laughs) Well, he was for at least today. Well, I'm glad you could keep him in line. (laughs) It's good to see you, Kyle. It feels, even though you've been back now for a bit, it feels like ages since we've had any real opportunity to talk. I was hoping to rectify that now, if you have the time. Perfect, actually. I was, I wanted to speak with you myself. I just needed to find the time. In the right, well, the right time, I should say. Please, then. Oh, just tell me what's on your mind first. I want to hear what's on your mind. You're young. There must be a lot <laughs> going on up there. A few things, I suppose. Um, the first is that I think I am about ready to try a rank challenge. Oh, okay. Are you certain? Once uh, once you declare that you are ready, then the challenge will be made. I did say about ready. Oh. (laughs) I... Formalities. Yes, I didn't want to spring it on you. I just wanted to let you know I... The next time that our pack has downtime i i plan on attempting it oh, okay uh, um <clears throat> and that was the first thing and i suppose relatively minor the second was a question i was curious what what you view this sept as not right now but what you what you want it to be and to grow into in the coming months or years That's a good question. I want this sept to be one that represents all 13 tribes. One where all can come here. The hub of America. The center point. Where we have moon bridges that can send Dagaru to the ends, each edge of the country. To the northern parts of Canada. And all the way down to South America. A hub that allows Dagaru, who are now unified and willing to work together to come here, defend here, and use it to fight the worm as effectively as possible. That's my dream for this place. Do you think that it's on its way? I think there are hurt feelings for what this sept used to be, and that that's holding it back from that sort of progress. I think that they they chafe at the Child of Gaia notion that in the end, the tribes are an illusion and that we are all one tribe under Gaia. And they chafe under that because of the pain that happened to their tribes. And to do that would to make that pain meaningless, which the pain wasn't meaningless, but the capricious nature of which how it was carried out was meaningless and based on a meaningless pretext, I would argue. Do you think if you were to fully convince every every Garu here, do you think that would change how the Wendigo and Uktena view what happened here? I think it would be a step in the right direction, for there would be many Uktena who would be arguing for my side of things, and that would go far in rectifying that. Now, it might be more difficult with 
the Wendigo, since I've heard they've become more distant from the Uctena in the past few decades. But that's simply my opinion of the matter. I think it would be a good way to get 12 involved, and we could eventually get the 13th involved when they saw that kind of unity, that we would be that sort of beacon of hope that would allow them to come into our fold. I hope desperately that you're right, but I worry that as isolated and hurt as the Uctena feel, that hurt will just continue to grow until eventually they don't view this as a sept that they can trust any longer. I thank you for your candid thoughts. It actually plays well into what I wanted to speak to you about. Oh. Well, please. Um, you found out in your uh, bit of wandering that I had another name. Chosen Gari name, so to speak, rather than the one I carry now. The Wanderer. And you've done some wandering yourself. You've, you've gained experience of seeing how other septs and Karens function, and I think that has helped you view some of the real problems with the Garu Nation and how divided we are. Would I, was that a correct assumption, Kyle? I believe so, yes. I think that insight greatly helps you, and I see how passionate you are about helping the Garu Nation. And I was... And I've been impressed with you and your attempts to garner those peace, that peace. I'm impressed from what I've heard of what you've done at the Sept of the Steel Mountain, and I will be even more impressed, and hopefully that you will be able to get us a link to your other packmates, Karen, soon, or at least in a few months, getting us linked to them. My, I, I ramble a bit because, well, I don't want to... I never wish to come across as favorites or favoritism, but as a child of Gaia and a Philodox and one who has wandered the world as much as you have, you remind me very much of myself, and I was wondering if you would do me the honors of being my protege, one that I would help train to hopefully take this sept when I'm gone. Kyle will be, uh, firstly just taken aback, um, and then after a few moments he'll, he'll recover himself. Everything you said honors me greatly and, and, and gladdens gladdens my soul. Thank you. And I would be honored to be your protege. I have looked up to you from the moment I came here. And yes, I would I would be honored to do so. Then I will gladly mentor you, my foster and protege. Kyle, please add four dots of mentor to your backgrounds. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Well done. <laughs> Dude, that oh, so cool! <laughs> four dots. Hell yes. Because he's a four. Uh, four dots means that he's a rank four Garu. Yeah. Oh. Or he might be a three dot mentor. I think five might be a uh, a rank six. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that'd be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas Albrecht just shows up. You used to be a Silver Fang, close enough. Wanna be my protege? 
Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a three dot mentor. My mistake. Okay, that that still feels nice. <laughs> he might be a rank. He might be a four dot mentor here in a bit. Who knows? Okay, so we're going to say Roy Zeb. You guys kind of had this bug to kind of get drinks in town later in the week just to kind of catch up and talk. You don't know where Morgan is, but you figure you two can talk and kind of connect packmate to packmate. Thanks for uh, coming out for drinks, Zeb. Of course, Roy. Of course. Nice to finally sit down and, you know, just relax, not have to deal with the worm, the weaver, the day-to-day politics of seps that I don't know anything about. So, you know, you have to bluff your way into constructs to rescue friends that are in, you know, near death. Yeah, just the, you know, bickering back and forth between people with our fists. Have you had any better time with Cora yet? So, uh, uh, while that's going on, Morgan, yeah. though it's a large establishment, you are in the same establishment as your two packmates. Oh, no. <laughs> but... It is here that Talison goes, hey! Hey, how are you doing? Good, I uh, brought my grandpa a guitar as he pulls out an acoustic. Ooh, nice. I like to think so. Classic. And it is a classic. Like, this thing looks like it was passed down for a couple generations with some... Odd modifications to make it more of an acoustic guitar and less of, uh, like, a more medieval instrument. Yeah. <sighs> yeah that, that, looks, uh, that looks like something that my uh, father would have in, in the house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ancient relics in there. Oh, well, you know. I love playing this bad boy. Yeah, I can't wait to hear you play it. Me? Yeah. Well, I'm up next, all right, but uh, I, th- I already put your name in. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> that solves me having to walk around awkwardly asking uh, where I sign up. As he goes, hey, can I get a drink? As they slide one over and he puts a bill down as he notices it's a British pound. I, I, ju- I just kind of laugh and, and, and just say nothing else other than laugh. <laughs> <laughs> as he goes up there. And does his set. Oof. Oof. He, he bombs. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't bomb, but he just like goes... He comes back, everyone kind of like... Everyone's pretty friendly because they're pretty liquored up. You know? Yeah. And he goes, shit, not my best work. Eh, everyone has their off days. It sounded good to me, man. Yeah, thanks. Hey. Uh, as you hear. Alright. Everyone, I'd like to get a... Nice round of applause for Morgan Treble Lane. Come on up, Morgan. Let's hear what you got as there's clapping from all around. Roy. Soaking it up. Roy, Zeb, you hear welcome up Morgan Treble Lane. Oh, Zeb, you haven't actually heard her play on stage yet, have you? No, 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 I haven't. Good? Oh, I mean, we used to travel for a bit uh, before, you know... Settling on helping out the uh, Fremori's Bane. Um, so yeah, it's it was a lot of fun. Just sit back, listen to her. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, Morgan, did you get up on stage? Uh, so I get up on the stage, uh, and uh, I, I'm assuming there is a, a, a stool on yes. the stage. Yes, Correct. excellent. So I will, I will uh, sit myself down on the stool. Uh, I will grab my guitar and, and just do a quick little tune just to make sure that uh, all of my strings are correctly uh, tightened to where I need them to be. And once I am happy with that, I will just kind of drag the microphone closer. Uh, good evening. Hi. Hey. Uh, I'm Morgan. Uh, I am from uh, the Queen's country. Um, and yeah, uh, I got offered to come here tonight and sing you a song uh, thanks to uh, a new friend that I've made. So I hope you enjoy this. This is a um, this is a song that I wrote whilst travelling uh, across this great country. So hope you enjoy. Woo! Go, Morgan! Yeah, I hear that, and then under my breath, I'm just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, because I wanted to get away from them. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I start playing a, a song I wrote, which is basically about uh, traveling across America with Roy. Uh, and there, there are some slight digs to Roy, like not not verbally naming him, but like sort of like lines like "This guy won't leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a bonus die for. That excellent song description. <laughs> Traveling. Fortunately, got a travel partner who won't leave me alone. <laughs> Charisma performance, please. Oh boy. Charisma performance. And an extra die, you said. An extra die. Yeah. Diff six. We love to see it. Love Eight dice. Diff six. Diff six. Let's not fuck this up. You did not. Well done. You brought down the house. Roy, like picking up the digs on him, still has to grudgingly admit to himself that was a damn good song. If you have to dish him, you gotta learn how to take him. <laughs> I've taken enough bullshit off this uh, this this pack and, and other packs for the last uh, however long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> As you get back and Talison just like gives goes in for the high five going, Morgan, that was fucking awesome. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I do self-proclaim myself as being a bit of a, a musical talent, um, and I, I actually um, came up with that song kind of just before we started, uh, you know, playing. So glad that it didn't bomb. <laughs> you could have fooled me. You really could have. That's wow. As he grabs the uh, grabs his drink, and the guy looks at him and goes, "What the fuck is this?" money and he's so big and imposing the guy goes it is <laughs> awesome, my dude i i hate to tell you but they 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 won't take they won't take our currency they they don't really appreciate the the queen uh over here i don't even appreciate the queen fucking savages it's all of them still money's money i thought well i mean you're right it, you know it 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 all comes from from trees, so you know it's all just tree at the end of the day, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, you yeah, bartender. Yeah, as he goes, you bartender. We're gonna get these exchanged, so I can give you your proper money. As the guy's like, I don't fucking no. Just kind of put a hand on Talison's shoulder and just like kind of like, oh, sympathetically pat him and just got. 
it's okay. And I, I pull out, uh, I pull out a fifty, and just go <laughs> here. Here is, here is some of your currency. Please accept my apologies uh, for my friend. Uh, just, just keep, keep the change. Oh, thank you very much, ma'am. Yeah, dude, you really need to get your uh, currency changed. Yeah, no, I, you know, bit of a, bit of a ditz sometimes. What can I say? I mean, I, I know the feeling. Uh, I too, um, a bit of a ditz at times. Uh, but. <laughs> There's this one thing that you kind of have to do when you're traveling. It's called going to the foreign the foreign exchange uh, currency place and uh, getting your correct currency. Uh, because I'm pretty sure if you try to take out money out of a cash point, uh, you know, they, it will cost you an arm and a leg. Right. As he, he, it took him a moment to process that, and he goes, "Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, shit. Is he? Uh, I normally am right." <laughs> Anyway, uh, you gonna do another song tonight then? Uh, I mean, if they if they want me back up, yeah, I'll I'll play a couple of songs. I don't mind doing a set. You know, I didn't want to like hog the the spotlight or anything, so yeah. I just did the one and then and then bailed out of there. But if they are happy to have me back up, sure, I'll do some more songs. It's Quite open mic. It's open mic. Just keep putting your name in the rotation. Yeah, okay. I I assumed it was like a one time deal thing. I didn't realize you could keep going. Yeah, it's. The cool thing I found out about this place, so I choose here, in case I bomb the first time. Well, yeah, I, I can see why why that would be good. If you bomb, then yeah, you could just keep going again. I just need a little more liquor, a little more liquor, and then my, you know, the music just sings to me, howls in my soul. Yeah, it does it now. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I feel almost the same, except I don't really need to get drunk to sing. In fact, getting drunk's really difficult. Um, but, you know, the the singing with the alcohol, sure, I, the, you know, it gets the blood pumping. The the songs that come out tend to be a bit more violent. Uh, <laughs> I also have to be really careful that I don't punch somebody in the face. Anger problems? Oh, man. I mean, it's not so much of an anger problem, but, you know, people start on me, and I'm not about that. I, I have to finish what they've started. Kind of my stick. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, as he starts rummaging around, he goes, Ah, oh, here we go. As he pulls out a wad of, like, American cash. I guess I did get some. <laughs> wow. Forgetful. I feel, I feel betrayed. I Let feel me get you a drink. Like, I feel like, you know, you are the British and I'm the American here. And there was, like, a whole independence thing that just happened. And <laughs> you, you just told me to leave. Man, I, I feel, but yeah, if you're going to buy me a drink, that's fine. Yeah. What do you want? As he, he orders you, like, several, as the night kind of continues on. And many, many beers. Many beers. As you're both outside, as he goes, want to get a, do uh, you smoke? Um, I socially smoke, so on this occasion, yes. As he pulls out, like, a little pack of, like, an old-school kind of, like, leather pouch of tobacco leaves, as he pulls out, like, the rolling paper. Oh, man, this makes me feel like I am right back in Britain. Jesus. <laughs> he kind of laughs and hands you one. <laughs> Thanks. I had, uh. a, I had a couple of friends uh, when I was younger, uh, and they were, let's just say they were less fortunate than me, but they didn't really want charity. And uh, so they used to buy a lot of uh, of, of what we call baki, uh, which is obviously tobacco for, for you non 
British-speaking folk. Um, and, uh, yeah, rolling papers and, you know, we just roll your own cigs. Great time. Great time. But it didn't make me feel like I was uh, uh, one of the, what do you call it, uh, chavs, shall we say. <laughs> oh, I, I get you. I always got... Uh, I always got yelled at for these as well. What for? For smoking or for rolling your own cigs? Uh, for smoking, they they'd really lay into me. Take a, a, you know, just chew my ass out if I actually brought pre-rolled cigs. I mean, yeah, I I I can see the uh, I I can see why they're not the greatest. If you're gonna have a cig, you might as well get some some real good ones. But you know, you you kind of deal with what you got, and if uh, if this is what you got, then this is what you got. Yep. Lass! As he snaps, as he ha- pulls out another big bill. Another pitcher. One for me, one for the lass here. Sweet. Man, as he you just... are just laying the drinks. Oh. It's in my blood. What's in your blood to get people drunk? It's in my blood to drink. As he takes the pitcher and just starts drinking from it. Wow. I mean... I can't say I feel the same on that one, but you do you, man. You do you. Well, you know, I just get, you know, revelry. Fuck it. We're only here for a short time, right? I guess you're right. We are only here for a short time. To, uh, to the next place, right? <laughs> exactly. I've always been a bit of a traveler. Really pissed off my, uh, me dad that way. Oh, man. Now I definitely can relate. Oh yeah, stay stay here in Wales. We need you. There's no need to go to France. Fuck that. Celt in my blood. That means there's Celt over there. Time to learn about the ancestry. You fucking shoe dragon fuck. That is a colorful choice of words, my friend. And you know what? I uh, I highly appreciate, man. Yeah, I get well, you. I get you. Oh man. But you know what? Old man saw eye to eye with me eventually. He even gave me, you know, a couple family heirlooms. Just for one. As he holds up the guitar again. It's a good family heirloom, not gonna lie. Yeah. You got any family heirlooms? Yeah, I, I mean, I've got a few that I don't have them with me right this moment. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've got some. Oh. Got some stuff. Um, not that my father really wanted me to, uh, to take it. <laughs> uh, but he didn't get a choice. It was my grandma's choice. As he kind of, you see, kind of a twinkle in his eye, and he looks at you and goes, "Want to hear a little secret?" Uh, sure. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll take a secret. She took it from me when I disagreed with her choices too. I just stare, at him, stare at him like, "What?" Uh, very bad at family history. Uh, my full. Name is Talison Hidden Song Trevelane. What? What? No, I I think I would have remembered the Talison in my family. It's not the same Trevelane. It's not the same Trevelane family tree, right? As his face ages quite a bit, and he goes, "It takes a lot of work to manifest here, but and this American beer is kind of piss water, but." I wanted to see if you could play, and goddamn, as he changes back to his younger self, can you fucking play? I 
just wanted one night without this bullshit. God damn it! I let you have it. You didn't want. Did you though? Did you really? Oh, I, I paid for your. Paid for your beers. I wanted to hear you play a song. You played a song. Enjoy open mic night. And by the way, as he holds out and hands you the rest of the cash, it's all on me. God damn it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> just gonna leave. As he just kind of vanishes. Why? 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 Why am I family like this? What did I do? <laughs> I just wanted a night without this bullshit. <laughs> and I just made my way to the bar and I just slammed down some money and I'm just like, just keep them coming. As they just keep them coming. You guys, uh, Roy, Zeb, you notice Morgan slurring her words a little more each set that she does? She must be drinking a lot off stage. She must be having a great time. Yeah, I guess so. She's, she's really getting into it. She kind of like hit a peak here where the, the booze really just makes the music flow or something. Uh, she just likes playing music a lot. The She hasn't had a... I haven't seen her have a night to herself or at least like this for quite some time ever since we were helping the Fremor's Bane. Good for her. Sounds like she needed it. I, I kind of want to go bother her, but at the same time I think she needs this. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It might actually help with her talking to us uh, after, like, sometime tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. So, Morgan? After some more drinks and some more sets, a couple local band guys are like, Hey, uh, Morgan, right? You're fucking killing it up there. You you in town for a while? Thank you. I am here till whenever the fuck I leave because everything is bullshit. But yes, I am here for a while. Thank you. Hey, uh, we do... There's a local kind of concert thing... At the, uh, the Shadow Goat, as he hands you a card. That sounds awesome. What the fuck is a Shadow Goat? That's the name of the venue. What a... Odd... That... Shadows. Hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. It's a... It's typically a... It's typically a metal scene. Yeah, because goats are metal, right? Right? <laughs> Just made cool. If you want to come, like... I think you get some real eyes on you, but, you know, it's where most of the local bands play. Oh, when when did you say that was? Tomorrow night? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here tomorrow night. I'll be there. Cool, name's Chester. Hi, Chester. Are you sure your name's Chester? What's your surname? Smith? Are you sure it's Smith? You know? Well, it got, it got written in the notebook, so yes. Cool, just checking you with somebody else trying to be somebody else. That's cool. I'm uh, Morgan. <laughs> nice. As <laughs> he's just looking at you like you're crazy for a bit, and he's like, "All right, you you had a bit, haven't you? Do you want something to eat?" Nah, nah, nah. I I got um, I got, and I just pull all the the drinks towards me. I got liquid food. I, Do you want one? You want you wanna you wanna? I mean, I've got I've got enough and and to be fair the bar is just putting them down until i say stop which 
will be never at this point. So, do you want one? Sure. Cool. What do you want? I got uh, I got uh, IPA. I got beer. I got whatever the ooh, Budweiser. Who put Budweiser down? Fucking get out of here! Nobody wants Budweiser. Uh, I got. <laughs> I'll take an IPA, thanks. Hey, there you go. I, I mean, I've got. Does anybody? Anybody else want one of these drinks? Does anybody? I got like. I think these are gins. Ah, no, they. They smell like gin. I got gin. Uh, I got some whiskey. Actually, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep the whiskey. The whiskey is mine. <laughs> and so the night continues until you are politely asked to leave as the venue closes. No, I don't want to leave. I live here now. Please let me stay. I was like, all right, it's time to go. We'll, no, we'll gladly have you again. We love your patronage. Thank you. Uh, but I don't want to go home. Well, you don't have to go there. You just can't stay here. Where else is open? Uh, there's a place called Emperor's Cook. They're open till like five in the morning. Excellent. I will head there then. Farewell, kind barman. Yeah, thanks. While Morgan is being haunted by her great-grandfather and uh, Roy and Sean were essentially the two uh, heckling Muppets from The Muppet Show. <laughs> Looks like he's playing a good song. Looks like she could have seen a ghost. Oh! oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have Cora and... Mark, you guys have been doing your own thing. Mark, you just kind of finished your conversation with Zeb a couple hours ago. Cora, you've okay. been kind of doing your own thing around the sept once again. And you all, you both notice Kyle coming in. He looks a bit, uh, starstruck is a good way of putting it. Hey. Hey. Guards hello. What's up? Oh, uh, hey guys. You alright? You look, uh, off? Often that you look happy. Y yeah, I I went to Regender to, well, frankly, to subtly criticize his his plans for the Sept. Perfect. And he asked me to to be his protege. That's incredible. That's amazing news. Yeah, it is the exact opposite of what I thought would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. What what would that entail? I don't know. I was well. I mean, he said that he would be grooming me to eventually take his place in the sept. Jesus. Like oh, long term, but yeah, but wow. Well, for him to t let you in on a long term plan, that's that's a lot that's, of trust. That's big. Yeah, I. uh Huh. Mark will stand up and pat uh, Garcelo on the shoulder and says, Hey, congratulations. It seems you're a little speechless. <laughs> a little. Thanks, Mark. No, no problem. We'll just give like a reassuring smile. So what's, uh, what's everyone here up to? Oh, well, I've just been kind of trying to figure out what I could do to help around for a bit uh kind of prepping for a for a big trip actually oh well you just got back <laughs> well 
Right, definitely, but I I need some time. The time I spent at that DNA facility made me realize there's a lot on my shoulders. And I just need some time to depressurize. And I want to make it productive, though, for the pack. And I want to grow. And I want to grow to help you guys. I need to commune with Unicorn. I need to commune with Bear. And I want to make you guys some fetishes. Just as a thank you. Well, thank you, Mark. I, I appreciate the hell out of that, but you don't need to thank us for anything. Well then, I don't know what to say then, then. Just, it's just great to see you guys. Kyle will give Mark a big hug. Mark will respond in kind. And Mark will kind of lift an arm and wave Cora o- over. She'll come over and hug. <laughs> Mark will be sure Heck. to pull her in hard. <laughs> pack. Yep, pack moment. Aww. <laughs> and you guys are certainly welcome to join me. Well, um, it sounds like Regender wants us to go to your old sep to potentially help open a moon bridge between them. I mean, you know, just deepen relations further, I'm sure. He didn't tell me much. So well, I think certain- that that aligns with everything rather well. It's perfect timing, actually. I kind of wanted to talk to Regender, not necessarily now. But that lines up perfectly. I think with as much help as your Sept has helped me, I think the Sept of the Five Mirrors would be a great ally for the Sept of the Sacred Stone. I think it would be great to come with. Awesome. And he gets all, like, teenage excited. Oh, and uh, Keegan. Yes. When, when I was out and about clothes shopping, could I have bought three backpacks? Uh, sure. Uh, awesome. what, what, uh, remember, okay, I see what you're gonna do. Yep. And magpie swags. Yep, I bought cool outdoorsy backpacks for the pack. And I'll tell my plans for the fetishes since I brought it up. And I'll show, uh, Kyle and Cora the backpacks. And the idea is of turning them into magpie swag. Alright. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, exciting. That way, any items bound to you and any item, natural items not bound to you can pass through the uh, gauntlet. Awesome. That'd be so cool. Thank you for that. Oh, no problem. I think I think it's time to treat you guys with some trinkets. And he gets really excited because uh, I got a bunch of crafting. I'd... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, with Apecraft's blessing, blessing and crafts, yeah, I should be doing this stuff. Alright, so, Morgan, you've kind of sobered up at the food place. Yeah. And as you're, you pay with cash, and as you're leaving, you look at the rest of the fat stack that your uh, ancestor gave you. And as you're leaving, and you notice the bill is starting to slowly dematerialize back into the spirit stuff that they were created from. God damn it. Oh, well. Guess I better go to the cash machine. <laughs> I'm going to acquire myself some money out of the funds. <laughs> <laughs> and you do that. But as this sobriety kind of 
hits you, you also get hit with a nice strong case of the tired. Oh no, not tired. The tired. Oh no. Well, I guess if uh, if I have um, exhausted all of my options uh, for for drinking and stuff, I guess I will head back to uh, to the sept uh, to right. to sleep. All right. Much to my dismay. Zeb, you are once again asleep. You're kind of sitting in the sept of the sacred stone. Once again, it's quiet. Once again, a bit wintry. And you hear that cub howling again. Alright, I'll go and seek out the cub again. As you kind of seek out the cub, there's just the splash of blood upon the the field, burning away the snow. And you hear two howls. They're similar, yet distinct. I tell what the message is. They're just battle cries. I'll move toward them if they're in the same direction. Alright, they are in the same direction. I'll keep a lookout for the cub, too. Um, are the, is, is the cub kind of, is it wail in the same direction as these howls? Yes, it, 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 it mingles with both howls. Gotcha. Okay, I'll head in the direction of those sounds then. As you start approaching, you hear a familiar voice. We should have listened to him. Damn them. We should have taken him to the stars. I'll look to see if Cora's there in the vision or nearby. You do see Cora. Her, one of her legs and one of her arms is missing. Her eye rended from her face and half of her face crushed as she's babbling to herself, blood running from her mouth. I'll step toward her. Cora, what happened? What happened to you here? We'll break the laws of litany and be victorious in Ragnarok. Who will break them? We will break them? We'll break them, all starting with his birth. And she passes away. Like she fades away or she dies? She dies. Okay. You hear the howl. It rocks the earth, and the ground beneath you shakes as if it's quivering with fear. I'll keep pressing toward, toward those howls, toward that noise. You see the shadow of it. A wolfman, made of shadow, blazing green eyes. It stands 12 feet tall as it starts to slowly approach you, the tree starting to blaze. Like, I'll, 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 I'll just gaze up at it. Other, I mean, is it just destroyed a whole bunch of stuff around in this place? Everything, yeah, everything is being destroyed around it as it grabs your arm and you feel your arm sear. As you feel yourself dissociate from your own bodies, you fall back and you look at it, lifting yourself up by your head. You look yourself in the eye and all you hear, the last thing you see your doppelganger say is there is another path and his head is crushed. And you see just for a moment, a silver path dotted with stars with that same cub howl moving along it, you awaken. And there is a bruise on your arm in the shape of where it grabbed you before your regenerative abilities make it fade away. Right. Is there a right master here, Hagen? Yeah, that'd be Fate Dancer. 
Oh, okay, Fate Dancers here. Okay, great. I will seek them out if available. Okay. She seems to be doing some th- stuff in the Umbra. She's looking at some of the trees, at the spirits. There seems to be a bit of concern when she turns and goes, Zeb, right? Indeed, Fate Dancer, indeed. How can I help you? If you have a moment, I'd like to speak to you on two visions that I've had the past two nights. I'll do what I can. The first one involved coming upon a Metis cub that was howling for, for help. Owl guided me to it. And in essence, when I picked up the cub to take it in my arms, all I heard was the phrase, the desperate one. More harrowing tonight, or this last night, was another more destructive vision or dream wherein I heard that the howls of wolves and the howl of the same cub, but far away. It took me a while to get there. On the way, I came across one of my, my former packmates, Cora, near death, who cried out about essentially what it might take to, to, to break the litany for, for victory, to hold back this destruction. As I looked, I saw a, a wolf creature 10 or 12 feet high with green eyes, shadow and destruction it, it wended toward me uh, pulled me from my own body and and all I could hear at the very end before I awoke was that there is another path and one was revealed to me in just a moment before I awoke and I could feel the, the pain of the fingers on my arm I understand what the legends are and what the litany says but I, I it will take me time to to understand these visions, but I wanted to bring them to you also for reflection that together we might consider them. Hmm. That is a strange one. The desperate one, you said. The desperate one. I, and I understand the, I understand the treatment of Metis. I understand too. Well, I'm a silent strider. My, my, my people wander. We know that these things happen, but I can't imagine anything would hinge on that, but maybe. Well, there's, of course, the prophecy related to Phoenix, but that was by your own tribe, by Simon Abdelakim. But I've heard speaking of the Desperate One before, but it's, I'm not an expert in it. I would have to, I would ask you to, if you wish to learn more about that one, speak with some of the children of Gaia around here. That is a legend that was derived from their tribe. I'll seek out Mark and speak with them. I just didn't want to burden him maybe with something like this, but perhaps uh, that discussion, that story might help bring his mind back a little bit something to, to, to explore. Well, he's young. I would speak with uh, Louis Earth or uh, Louis, Louis Earthwalker. Is Earthwalker here or would I need to travel to, to seek them out? Earthwalker is part of this, Karen. He'll, he would be here tonight, more than likely. Well, thank you very much, Fate Dancer. I, I'll try to recall more. There were lion cubs and other pieces, but some of them were uh, beyond my understanding, even though they were revealed to me. Thank you, and I'll I'll speak to Louis later. Of course. And I'll and I'll wait for that this evening to talk to him. I'll probably reflect more upon it in private, Keegan. 
Okay. And just think okay. those over and try to come up with the pieces to make sure that it's it's coherent and fine. Okay. That uh that evening you do come across Earthwalker. He seems a little beat as he kinda looks over at you and goes, You're the new guy, right? I am. Uh they among us some speaks with sea whispers, but most just call me Zeb. It's easier and more memorable, I think. Yeah, whatever. I like to go by Earthwalker. I I enjoy it. Uh, have a have a seat, Whispers. Thank you. I was about you. to take my wolf skin and get catch a few, but you look so concerned, like you look tired for me. Fate Dancer suggested I sit down and talk with you, and a portion of it's on the story, or at least perhaps a legend, you know it better than I, of the Desperate One. This was revealed to me in a, in a vision and a dream that Aulus guided me on. Um, it is a journey that Aulus started to take me on over a period of time. And the Desperate One is the first thing that I've come across that's tangible uh, in, in, in Aulus' whisper in my own ears. I have heard of the Desperate One. It's a, uh, it, it originated with the children of Gaia. I believe it was spoken by one of our own... He was known as the Smasher of Urns, but he spoke of this legend, and he had spoken of something called the Desperate One, that during the final days, when the sun would meet its rival, a hero will arrive, a Gaian hero, who will break every tenant of the litany and lead and lead to victory in the apocalypse. It's actually quite popular with quite a few metis. Well, that was a portion of my vision was coming across metis kind of abandoned in the first instance. In the second, a pack mate of mine spoke those very words as as she terrifyingly lay dying above breaking the litany, but in that second vision it was instead of shadowy Wolf with green bale fire eyes, just reaping destruction, death, with the only indication that there was another path to take to still maybe achieve that victory. Okay. Uh, hmm. It's possible. M- most Metis think the desperate one will be born a Metis simply because that is the first law of litany that is broken in their their birth. But. Here's another one from one of our own. V- uh, Ilarg Twiceborn said that the child of Yakasin, born in sin, imperfections lie within, wrapped in beauty, filled with rage, sings the death song of the age. Perhaps that is the thing you saw. More confirmation of the desperate one. Some believe that the desperate one will save Gaia, and many and others think that it will destroy Gaia, given that the original prophecy is vague on who the Desperate One will lead to victory in the Apocalypse. Perhaps perhaps it's both. Perhaps it's both. Given your vision. Well, that stands to reason there'd be something to seek out. Fine. Have any of you spoken about lions? It was one other in peace of the dream that and it could be of no consequence whatsoever, merely just toying with with, you know, another creature there to look upon me, but 
I can't imagine. Maybe they are. Maybe I'll, I'll think on it. I just mentioned it to see uh, well, as a seed that you can talk of. What are the what were the lions doing? They were they were in a circle. They were ripping at a creature. They were ripping at its flesh, and underneath it, as they tore it away, white fur came. Were the lions in the vision white as well? Yes. White lion was the totem of the white howlers, but well, we know what they are now. We do. I will. I will think on this more. But that is revealing. I thank you for your time, Lord. I thank you for your time, and good luck with your visions. I may come to you with more if I have questions. Take me some time. I know Owl has his way. That he does. So, uh, go with Roy, Cora. Your previous interaction was cut a little short when Cora was asked to do a little more scouting in Colorado Springs just to see if she could catch whiff of any kind of leech activity. But you two have been able to meet again and continue your conversation on the nature of the worm and the weaver. You both are at a diner. Uh, you had heard Morgan mumble something about how she doesn't care if a ghost drove, um, she doesn't care if it was a damn good diner. A ghost drove her towards it, and that is unacceptable. <laughs> so that's exactly where we go. Yeah. You are an <laughs> emperor cook as you guys right. order your food, and you have a nice secluded place, as even though this place opens fairly early, no one usually comes in this early. They usually come in for the late night. Mm-hmm. Or the boozy times. Um, yeah, so... I, I still want to know why you think you have to kill... You only have to defeat the worm. They didn't say how. And if you kill off the worm, you kill off part of the balance, which is what only we're the, already having to deal with now. Only the physical form. But that's still part of the balance, is it not? If you... Destroy a building in the physical world that has been erect for, you know, decades, centuries. Is its spiritual form destroyed? No, it's an, there. It's it leaves an imprint. Yeah, but so, imprints still disappear after time. Fair enough. But what I am saying is not that the worm's spiritual form will be destroyed. Only that its physical form will be destroyed. Its spiritual form, its its essence will still be there. You know, it'll still be free to roam about. Right. The spirit is still there, but if the spirit is strong enough, could it not just come back to the physical realm or the physical form? Out of character, I'm getting... I'm, I'm starting to run out of my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. The core it, probably it, is too. Cora's, this, yeah, Cora's running out of her knowledge, too. Isn't this what the Ragabash do, though? Like, yeah. they just ask really... Yeah, you're, you're, make, you're asking really thought-provoking questions, and that is exactly what you're supposed to do. Well done. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you, Keegan. That's okay. You, Cora, probably doesn't have that answer, either. Or yeah. that knowledge. It's probably the belief that the destruction of the Corruptor would allow for the balance to return. Mm-hmm. At least that's what she's been taught. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have all of the answers. I am. I've only been in this life what, 
I think four years now. And honestly, I have not had as much time as I would like around my fe- fellow tribe members to learn and um, hear our stories and our prophecies and the reason we do things. I have the base knowledge a little bit deeper, sure, but not as much as I would like. So I don't have currently the answers that you're uh, to the questions you're asking, but I could find out. It was more of a question to you. Uh, I know you've been taught one thing, just as I have been taught one thing, but to look further, you must learn from other avenues of life and create your own decision or form your own decision. And with that, you can then provide your uh, your own opinion or conclusion to others to get a more broader scope on the situation. So in this case, with the destruction of the worm, is it, again, destruction of its current form? Is it the destruction of the corrupted worm? Is it the destruction of the whole worm? And like it's, I... the, it's these questions that not only should you be asking yourself, but asking the other tribe mates, pack mates, because each each decision has its consequences, whether they be good or bad or both, and you have to be able to, to live with them, and it's just... That's fair enough. I, I do need to add... Uh, well... I will leave the asking of questions to you, Ragbosh. However, I have answered those questions. The current form of the worm is the corrupt form, and we need to destroy the physical embodiment of the worm to bring back peace or balance. And why? Why that would work, I'm not sure. I'm I'm not a third. I don't know. Um and I would need to get more information to answer that for you. And why we are taught that um, in the Geta Fenris. Why this is our belief. So I could I could do that. I could ask some questions. Um, or, you know, clarity. Which I should. And I probably will next time I see another Get. That is not... Uh, probably not Bloodwind. But probably next time I see another Get. I could ask and... Get a little bit more information, but that's what I've been taught so far, and that is from my very limited scope since we've been traveling so much. Then let me just leave you with one more question to ask yourself and possibly the other get. Do you have to physically fight the worm, or is it the weaver that you must fight to free the worm and in do so doing defeating the corrupted worm sometimes the enemy is not necessarily easily identified well, currently i feel like it is i i told you a whole story yep. um but you know that is something to ask someone who's more knowledgeable than me i have personally seen the horrors that the worm has put upon the world not not just you know the the banes that we've seen um the addiction and the violence but the personal personal uh losses 
of people who were completely innocent. Um, my old pack mate, her mother was turned into this creature, this monster made of tar. And it was just, just to get back at my pack mate. It was just to, you know, her mom was sick and, you know, just to stat, make that wound a little bit worse, a little bit worse. That wasn't the weaver. That was, that was the worm. And so, yeah, it might be a bit of a personal vendetta, but I also believe that, you know, if by destroying the physical manifestation of the worm during Ragnarok will bring balance back to Gaia, then that is what we will do. Um, out of character question, sure. how long has the worm been captured by the weaver? The Garu don't have an exact date. It's kind of like a near the dawn of time sort of thing. Oh, so it's been like that for as long as far as or as long as we can remember. Yeah. When I tell you that I understand things get personal, it can cloud judgment. Um, so trust me when I tell you that your your actions may have lasting effects not only on yourself but your pack. Your tribe, your sept, cairns, the world, if you destroy the wor- the worm. And I think that you're not completely understanding what I'm saying. I understand. The, the worm needs to go, and that's what you're telling me. But what I'm saying is that the worm serves a purpose, just like we serve a purpose, just like the weaver does. But when balance has been tipped too far one way or the other, it needs to be corrected. And you just have to to see what what can correct it. I'm not the, saying that the worm needs c- does not need to be stopped, but that it might not be a simple fix other than destroy the worm. Again, these are just questions that you must think on. This is just the way stargazers think. And for me to be able to fully understand what how you live and how you think i would actually like to live with you and the rest of the get if possible for a while to a get past this mental block so to speak and b to understand your your thought processes you would not enjoy your time as a forewarning. I don't think I'm looking to enjoy it. I'm just looking to understand. Fair enough. Um, out of character, how would we go about doing that? Would I talk could to... Do the, um, um, you could talk to Bloodwind. You Bloodwind, could say, yeah. let's hold off on this until the winter solstice when we will go to... When the Get have their tribal moot. Um, mm-hmm. You could try and link up with the Sept of the Winterfang, which is about... Half get, half Fianna, but it's very get influenced in its culture. Yeah. Um, so you have options. But okay. We can decide that um, another time. Okay, fantastic. So we're going to switch over. Morgan, after a wicked hangover and a nice sleepy <laughs> sleep, you wake up at well past noon with the 
card to the shadow goat in hand. Pick the card up and I look at it and go, the fuck is the shadow goat? Why is it called the- who names a place the shadow goat? Also, why does my mouth taste like sandpaper? What did I drink last night? Oh. Oh no. Oh. Talison. Uh, you stupid- This sounds like a problem that I need to deal with. After I've had a cup of tea. And several bacon sandwiches. As you head I'm back into town and have several bacon sandwiches and spend some money on quite a bit of tea. He will solve all problems. It <laughs> solves the hangovers. <laughs> After collecting yourself and things like that, what does Morgan want to do today? Probably nurse the hangover away, so just just mm-hmm. generally having chill time. Yeah. Not doing a lot. Uh questioning uh what the 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 purple goat is. The shadow goat, sorry. Shadow goat. <laughs> shadow goat. Uh, and then obviously finding out and then kind of being like, Oh yeah, music. Yep. Bees in it. Now I remember. So yeah, she once she's uh, sort of sorted herself out with her hangover, um she'll prepare herself to go and uh do a gig there. Alright. You go to the shadow goat as it's all crammed with it's a it's an eclectic blend of various metalheads, whether it's tweens who have just discovered eyeliner and a leather jacket, to the young 20-somethings who are trying to define the scene with their own music, to the aging out 30 and 40-year-olds who all have found the taste of a quote-unquote small venue a little too much and haven't really broken out beyond that, but seem to keep coming here for cold comfort. But you will say this, even despite all that kind of various life expect or life experience, you do get the sense that there's a lot of energy here, and a lot of people are here to enjoy themselves. Cool. Uh, in that case, once I'm there, I kind of look around and go, "Ooh, boy, that is a lot of young people." Uh, where is the bar? And I look around to locate the... <laughs> you find the bar as you hear, Oh shit, she came! Did you see uh, Chester I there? Uh, hi? Hey, so you are gonna pray. Yeah, you, uh, you offered me an IPA along with several other gallons of alcohol. Right, yeah, that sounds like something I would do. Uh, forgive me, I do not remember your name. Oh, uh, Chester? He extends his hand out. Right, Chester, cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, I woke up this morning with, uh, with a card in my hand. I'm gonna assume that was you. Yeah! Uh, so yeah, I, I have to ask around to remember what the hell this was. Uh, yeah, I thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll come play. I enjoyed playing last night, so... Hell yeah, uh, do you want to keep using that, or do you want to use the, one of the electrics in back? Oh man, if you've got an electric that I can use, hell yes. Alright. I, I miss playing on electrics, man. Fuck yeah, let's get you up there. Wait. As they kind of get you up, they get you set up. Alright, this is Morgan Trevelane! She's gonna do a couple sets for us. Give her a fucking hand, everyone! As you hear the crowd clapping and cheering. I uh, just get out, uh, stand, stand in front of the mic, again, doing 
quick test of the guitar, making sure that uh, all the strings are correctly tightened and there's no out of tuneness. Uh, I just uh, kind of like look up uh, into the crowd of the mic, bring the mic closer. What up, nerds? Uh, I'm uh, Morgan Trevelyan. I'm from Queensland, England, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna play some fucking songs. Enjoy. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the woo. <laughs> Alright, I will let you get, once again, an extra bonus die for that little bit of role-playing there. Role-play. <laughs> and the crowd's pretty warmed up, so it'll be diff 5. Charisma performance. Ooh, mulligan. Oh, okay. Three's still I good. I, I don't accept threes. I don't accept threes. Okay. Apparently I accept threes. Oh, I... You mean, won't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You accept threes sometimes when you roll them. It's half three in the morning, show up. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't I don't want three. I bet if you rolled a hundred dice it'd still be three too. <laughs> no wow. Curiosity, I'm gonna test that for you. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh god damn it. <laughs> I, th I think you accept threes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I give up. I give up. <laughs> you give a pretty killer performance. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's warmed up. You have a great fucking night. People compliment you on your song. A couple people do like a complete jam session with you. As you get just all these local bands like talking to you, giving you sheet music, talking like music with you, various forms, what some of your inspirations and shit are, all that. Kind of just a really kind of refreshing sort of scene. Yeah, yeah. If somebody asks me what my inspirations are, uh, they will get a deadpan answer of uh, the fact that I am a disappointment to my family. Nice. <laughs> Like, you can relate, you can relate, you can relate, yeah, you can all relate. <laughs> but, you have a great night. You kill it. Great. Nothing supernatural happened either. My god, this was the best night ever. Now, if only I got paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you did make some tips. Yeah, tips are good. I'll take tips. Okay. And so, finally, Kyle? It's been, it's the last day of the seven days that we described of just kind of like being allowed to, to chill out, things like that. No, no one's expecting anything of you. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, if I haven't visited Bear yet, I will do that. All right, you can visit Bear. Would you like to bring your pack with you or ask them to come with you? Uh, absolutely, particularly Mark. All right. Oh, absolutely would join him. Heartbeat is too slow. But Cora too, obviously. Yeah, yes, sure, I'll come. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You guys approach. The place seems a little more vibrant again. The kind of dying off has stopped. The winter has ceased and the plants are regrowing as Bear steps out. The webs that were all on his person have vanished as you see a tear in the great spirit's eyes going. You're safe as he's looking over a mark. Tears start forming in Mark's eyes, too, and he just runs over to Bear and gives him a big hug. And Bear hugs back. Welcome back, all of you. It's good to be back, Bear. 
Hmm. How have your how have things been? Difficult. <laughs> As Bear sits back and goes, how can they be difficult? You've saved Mark. It was difficult saving him. It's a lot of danger. Though we did, we were able to save others. So it was also good and victorious and wonderful. Mark kind of looks down disappointingly and says, I lost the little cub that you gave me there. And I will feel the loss of him. But that was always a risk. That's why he was sent with you. For he is but fragments of me. But that part can come back when it is lost. And when the child, not the cub, returns. And my child has returned home. And so now I am whole again. Thank you, Bear. Mark is just filled with, like, fatherly approval. (laughs) (laughs) And you, Kyle? You seem quiet. And I smell the uncertainty upon you. Just always, always more to do, it seems. More enemies that rise up. There are many. The life of a Garu is hard. But there are some things you can take solace in. You are not alone. You have a great sept here. You have made friends and allies in other septs. You have seen how the tendrils of the worm work against each other, allowing you a chance to strike at it. Of course. And, obviously, I have you as well. I am glad to have all of you back. And I have something for you to do. Please, share with no one unless you are certain of their loyalty and their friendship to you. Of course, Father Bear. What is it? Those Koraks that you found, they came down this way. They spoke of what was happening with the Warwolf Serum. I listened at the moot with the fires summoned so that I could come and give guidance. One of them took me aside and whispered in my ear, There is a Gural asleep in the mountains. It has hibernated since the second war of rage and requires awakening, and it must be awakened soon, lest the humans find it in their minds, and worse, if the mind's chemicals were to corrupt it. Sorry, out of character, fangirling for just a second. I'm sorry. Back in character, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do everything we can to find it. You'll have to go into the mountains to to the town of Victor. Be warned, I know spirals hunt that area as well. And they're somehow tied with the mines. You'll want to be subtle. Of course. What kind of town is Victor? Is it just a mining town? Do you know? It's a mining town. It's small, is all I know. Very small. Are there signs that we can look for? If it's been hibernating this long, I'm not sure how we would track it. You will go to Victor... 
and from there you will go east towards the mountain. You will see it. There is already cuts within it. Walk about the mountain until you see a lake once you crest over the edge. Cross down and seek the oldest tree on the east side of the mountain. Underneath it is a burrow, and the burrow leads deep into the earth with the sleeping gural. We will do so. Mm-hmm. I'll do our very best. Thank you. And we will end on this. Morgan, you wake up refreshed in the sept on the sept grounds. And Roy, Zeb, you take notice. Welcome back, Morgan. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Well, I've been great. What have you been up to? Nah, just, you know, playing some gigs, having some fun. Non-guru related, for once. Well, um... Mm. Uh, maybe, well, no, actually, one of them was, actually, no, technically, it's not guru. Is it guru? I don't know. I got a visit from, from a family member, and uh, that kind of ruined it a little bit. Did give me a lot of money, briefly. It did vanish into thin air. But uh, other than that, yeah, cool, cool time hanging out and uh, playing some playing some gigs. Yep, you haven't changed. Um, It sounds like a great time. Yeah, it was. Bar the family member. Well, uh, how was the the gig? Uh, what what restaurant were we at, or what club were we at? I don't you think were, you gave us the name for the first one. Yeah, we'll go with. Uh, you were at the Jungle Toucan. How'd uh how'd the gig go at the Jungle Toucan? We we well, saw you there. Uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that song was great. Uh, also, really fuck cool. you. Uh, hey, look, I I came up with that song maybe like, you know, 20 minutes before I went on. So thanks for being an inspiration. And I didn't even know you were there until you shouted. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being my muse. Uh, You're awesome. I love you, really. Um, But yeah, apart from the, the fact that it was a great gig, I did get incredibly drunk because a family member turned up and gave me spiritual money. Um, yeah, the gig I had the next night was, was way better. Well, that's great to hear. I wish we didn't have to do so many guru things just for your sake. Uh, but, you know, yeah, end well, times are coming around, so so I've been told. Oh, great. Great. I thought you were just gonna tell me, you know, that there was, there was uh, some black spiral dancers or some bullshit walking around. Now you're telling me that there's the end times? Oh boy, I think I needed more than a week off. <laughs> well, you'll get plenty of that later if things mm. don't don't go well. Mm. But uh, let's take a walk. Tell, tell us more about the uh, this the second gig. Well, now I will do so as we as we walk, and we'll see how things shake out now that they've had a little bit of time to unwind next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys.